Hey everyone, it's Carrie TV, and this episode today is inspired by Jessica, one of our awesome team members. So thank you, Jessica, for inspiring me to make this video about contingencies. What in the heck are contingencies? Stay tuned. Alexa, what is a contingency? The noun contingency is usually defined as dependence on chance or on the fulfillment of a condition, uncertainty, fortuitousness. Episode over. JK, okay, so when you get into escrow, you have certain contingencies that are built into the contract. Now, contingencies go along with time periods, time frames, and cancellation rates. So as a buyer, when you get into escrow, there's usually three common contingencies that you have. As a seller, when you get into escrow, you are not able to cancel unless the buyer defaults on the contract. So it is the buyer's right, it's the buyer's playground, so to speak, once you get into escrow. It may not be a buyer's market, but it's buyer's playground once you get into escrow. So let's talk about what these contingencies are. Now, usually the contingencies are your physical inspection contingency, your appraisal contingency, and your loan contingency. Now, the contract has a standard of 17 days for physical, 17 days for appraisal, and 21 days for loan. Usually the contract also closes escrow in 30 days. Now, most of the time, these contingencies are shortened. Maybe just the physical to 10 days, but the loan and appraisal um, usually stay 17 and 21. Sometimes they're shortened down to, to 17 on the loan side. The reason they're shortened is to strengthen an offer, which is another video. But I wanna talk about what these contingencies are, what the timeframes are, and what they mean. Now, when you get into escrow, it can be a little bit daunting because you're like, I'm giving this 3% deposit, I don't know enough about the property. But these contingencies are built in to help protect a buyer get through their investigation process and it helps to keep the escrow organized because the seller has these time periods that they need to perform, get signed documents, get disclosures, get information over to the buyer. The buyer also has to perform their due diligence and their inspections within that time period. Now the first one, the physical inspection contingency, 14B, is our favorite little 14B. He's kind of the I don't want to buy it any more contingency, so to speak, but it has to do with your investigation of the property. Now, this is not limited to your physical property inspection, but also includes all seller disclosures, documents, escrow documents, any disclosure whatsoever in any shape or form. Seller has to deliver all documents within seven days. That's in the contract for time periods, unless we have changed that or shortened it or lengthened it for any reason. After that, the buyer has five, if the, if documents are delivered after the contingency date, 14B, the buyer automatically gets another five days to review those documents. So don't worry if the seller gets you documentation late, it does not impact you losing your deposit by any means. Now this is a question I answer a lot when it comes to offers, is the idea that when the date comes up, you automatically release your contingency. Now this is not how the contract works. It's not a passive contract, it's active, meaning you always have to actively perform form, sign, do the thing. So in this situation, if you were to get to, say it was today, Tuesday is the date for contingencies, if you haven't released your contingency yet, the contingency continues. It's called continuation of contingency and the buyer stays in escrow until the seller either sends them a notice to perform and then they have two days to cancel or the buyer releases contingencies. So there's a common misconception that you automatically lose the right to your deposit. 
when it is time to release your contingency, this means that you have taken on the responsibility of what you found. You're taking ownership. You are saying, okay, I know this is what's going on with the property and I'm ready to go. So 14B is the most important contingency because it's really you getting to know, do I want this property? Does this work for me? Now, aside from that, the next contingencies are appraisal and loan. So every property gets an appraisal done, meaning a the bank sends out a person to appraise the property. Appraiser, how many times can I say appraiser row? They look at area comparables within usually half a mile to a mile that are similar, superior and inferior, and they have this long universal appraisal form and they send it to the bank and they say, yes, this property appraises at this price, it is worth this much. The bank wants to know that nobody's scamming them, one, or that the property is a good value because the bank does not want to loan on a property that's not worth that much, right? Makes sense. Now, if the property does not appraise at value, that appraisal contingency protects the buyer in that they can then cancel the transaction and get their deposit back. Now, if the appraisal does not come in at the value, they have the option to renegotiate. The seller does not have to renegotiate though. That's what's important. So this has happened a variety of times over the years. Sometimes the seller says, I don't care. Other times the buyer says, I don't care, brings in more money. Sometimes they split it in the middle. Sometimes it cancels. So there's a lot of different scenarios for this. Now this usually happens within 17 days. So what's really important is once you get into escrow to get your appraisal ordered right away. There's some people, not often, but they wait to order their appraisal until they do their physical inspection. Then we are so far behind the timelines. There's no good faith being acted on and it's a very stressful, angry escrow. It's just not fun. You know, the contract is a contract, black and white. When you get into escrow, you play by the rules, Negotiation, this contract is all about negotiation, but each party has to play by the rules. You have to allow the buyer access and the buyer has to do their inspections and order their appraisal and work on their loan. So you have two people in perfect harmony most of the time. So the third contingency, and these aren't just the three contingencies, but the third standard contingency is your loan. So if for some reason your loan does not get approved, maybe you didn't tell them that you had a secret child in another state that you're paying alimony on, or you didn't tell them about a secret credit card, there's a few different things that could come up, but most of the time, lenders put you through pretty strict underwriting before you write an offer. But if for some reason your loan does not get approved, then you can send a cancellation form. Now, of course, in that situation, you could try to renegotiate you can also, on any contingency, request an extension. Nothing in the contract can be changed unless the buyer and seller have both mutually agreed in writing to do so. So the contract is black and white. Now, some of the other contingencies that could come up could be um, for sale or purchase of buyer or seller property. So if a seller needs to buy something to sell, they can add that contingency in there, which I have done a video on that before. A buyer could be buying something contingent on them selling something, so both sides. A bit confusing. Um, imagine how my clients feel. So the basic contingencies are those three, but then you also have for sale or purchase of buyer or seller property. Now those aren't too common. Now what can be a bit confusing is that these contingency time periods can change. So that gets very confusing and the fact that they're not automatically released. So know that when you're in escrow, you have to actively sign a document releasing your contingencies. It does not automatically happen. You can request an extension and you do have the right before you release your contingencies to cancel and get your 3% deposit back with no issues. Escrow who holds the deposit 
Maybe we should call this, where's my deposit? Escrow is a neutral third party. They do not work for the seller nor the buyer. They work for both of them mutually to get to a common ending. So the money is held in escrow, not with the seller. So those are the main contingencies. Because you can't extend them and change the time periods, it gets confusing when it comes to the seller delivery of disclosures or items the seller needs to do within a certain time period but, or the buyer getting deposited into escrow, but those are not contingencies, those are just timelines. So the buyer and seller have to act in good faith on the timelines. If they do not, they can be sent to notice to perform, but the contingencies are the most important parts of the transaction. So I hope this helps explain to any of my clients that are in escrow because I do find myself saying this a lot and it is a very challenging concept. So I guess, Jessica, you're gonna be the one to tell me if I nailed this one or not. Um, and Alexa, she did all right. So that's today's episode. Hopefully it was knowledgeable and don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you want more information in your inbox. Cheers guys, happy Tuesday.